Good day and welcome to the Waystations Ministries podcast. I'm Greg Spencer with a light for your journey and a good word for the road. It's great to be traveling together and I thank you for coming with me. Let's ride together for a while. Well, it's great to be with you once again. I hope things are going well for you. It seems like everything around us is starting to improve, or is it? There's been a big change in our culture lately, and it has to do with the uh, reducing of the uh, coronavirus cases and hospitalizations, the increasing of vaccinations. What it's done is it's amplified not diminished the challenge before us. And I'd like to talk about that just a little bit because what's happened is before when the government would restrict us and say, this is what you need to do in order to keep each other safe. It was a rule that was set down for us by our government or by the restaurants or any of the institutions where we would like to go. But now that's all been removed, or at least in most places it's being removed, or there's being options given where businesses or restaurants or whatever organization has the option to choose whether they want people to wear masks or not, whether they're going to practice social distancing or not. Wow. So what do you do? I guess you carry a mask with you all the time. That's what I do because they never know what you're going to run into, right? Well, it's actually a good dilemma to have. Why is that? Well, I think it's because we now have the responsibility to choose for ourselves what we're going to do, how we're going to do it, why we're going to do it, and think about its impact on others. At least that's what I would hope people do. The other day, I had someone, oh, this may have been the 15th or 20th time I've heard someone say this to me. They say, oh, you don't have to wear a mask. And I said, well, thanks, but I think I will. And they said, haven't you been vaccinated? And I said, oh, yes, I've been fully vaccinated. Well, then why don't you take off your mask? I said, well, because I could still possibly get someone else sick. And they said, well, that's up to them. If they chose not to wear a mask or if they choose not to protect themselves or get a vaccine, that's their choice, isn't it? So who cares? Well, I said, as a follower of Jesus, I care. I'm a pastor, but that's not the important thing. The important thing is is that a, a question of morality is coming up. How do we impact the lives of other persons? What do we choose to do? What's the right thing to do? Is it important to care? And if so, how do we show it? Those are the questions that are always in the back of our minds, or at least they should be. We start thinking about, if I say this, what will that other person hear? If I do that, how will that affect the other person or our future or our relationship? When you ask these kinds of questions, you're really asking about morality. What do I believe? How do I feel? How am I going to treat others? How am I going to present myself in the world? Now, you might think that's relatively new because of the coronavirus, but it's actually been around an awfully long time. The question about our impact on other people is actually right at the very beginning of the scriptures. In the book of Genesis, the second generation of people ever, as far as the Bible is concerned, the story comes from Genesis 4, verse 9, and it says this, The Lord said to Cain, Where is your brother Abel? He said, I don't know. Am I my brother's keeper? That's the question. Are we responsible for each other? Do I need to care about the other? I think the short answer to that is yes. I think we do have a responsibility for each other. But why is that? Because it makes for a better life. I think if we care for each other, what happens is when we need help, there's someone there to offer it. 
when we have something that someone else needs, we have the opportunity to offer it. I think we get along better when we get along together. I think we have a happier life when we are together. I would rather be with people that I care about and enjoy their company than to be alone and lost in the world. And that's a question of morality. Am I going to be a person that engages with other people or pushes them aside? Do I want to not care? What's the impact or the consequence of making that choice? And I said it was from the beginning of the scripture, but it's also in the later parts of scripture. In the New Testament, too. In the Gospel of Mark, in chapter 10, beginning with verse 35, we hear a story about two other brothers. Not Cain and Abel from from Genesis, but uh, James and John from the first century. And what happened is they had, these were two disciples that had been with Jesus through most of his ministry. They were recruited early on by the Sea of Galilee, and they had seen all the miracles that he'd done. They'd seen the healings that had happened. They saw the casting out of demons, and they heard the teachings of God, and they came to like it. They liked it a lot. They were willing to do whatever he asked them to do. They went with him wherever he wanted to go. And so they really were enjoying it. Now, they weren't the only two. It was at least 12, as far as the scripture is concerned, that were very close to him. So these 12 are journeying with him in his uh, ministry and all over the countryside as he's sharing the good news and sharing the word. And then this story happens. He's actually on his way to Jerusalem. It's near the very end of his ministry. And while he's on his way there and the disciples are going with him, they're walking along a road and the two brothers happened up to him on their own and somewhat must have been somewhat removed from the others. And they said to Jesus, Hey teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask. <laughs> have you ever had somebody ask you that question? You know, something's coming after that. Don't you? You kind of wonder what that question's going to be. He says, Oh, well, what is it you want me to do for you? And they said, when you come into your kingdom, let us sit on one hand and the other one on the left, one on the right. Now, What is that? They're thinking about the glory of Jesus. They're thinking about heaven and and being important. They're thinking of all the people out there, we'd like to be the closest to you that we can be. Now, there's nothing wrong with that desire, I suppose. But to put yourselves above others is totally opposite of what Christian faith is about. Jesus says to them, you don't know what you're asking. You have no idea what that means. Are you able to do the stuff that I do? Are you able to take whatever comes like I have to? And he said, oh, sure we are. We can do that. He says, well, I can tell you that's probably what's going to happen. But to let you know where you can sit in the kingdom of heaven, whether you're going to be on my right or my left, that's not up to me. And it's not up to you either. Well, as you might guess, the others probably heard that story, or at least part of it. They heard some of the conversation, and like anybody else, they would have been awfully jealous about that kind of presumption. They would have been ticked off. So it is that Jesus calls them all together, and he says, you know, among non-believers, that happens all the time. They recognize rulers, and they lord it over them, and their great ones are tyrants, and It's always a competition between better and worse and higher and lower and who has more and who has less and who gets privilege and who does not. But in verse 43, it says, It is not so among you. Whoever wishes to become great among you must be your servant. And whoever wishes to be first among you must be slave of all. For the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. 
Now, I think that's a, a wonderful teaching, partly because when we fight for ourselves, how often do we get disappointed? How often do we find ourselves getting in conflict with other persons? How frequently do we find that it doesn't bring the satisfaction that we seek or that we think it will bring? Well, this is part of the reason. The more we think about ourselves, the more we push ourselves apart. And the more apart we are, the more unhappy we are. So it is that Jesus teaches something directly opposite, the opposite of everything that we would expect. But if we follow that instruction, what happens is we get closer to each other. We appreciate each other more. We find more value in our life than we thought was there before, and we help each other to see it. When people love each other, when they care for each other, when they give to each other, it sets us free from the stresses and pressures that we feel. It takes our minds outside of our own thoughts and our own hearts. It helps us to see the world bigger. It helps us to see good that is around us in spite of the bad we might be uh, facing. And it helps us to realize that we have meaning regardless of whether we're on top of the world or on the bottom. That is a really good thing because some of us have been on the top and on the bottom. We know what it's like to be victorious and we know what it's like to lose. But to be okay through all of that is a really good place to be in terms of living. So it is that uh, John says something else. John says, by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. How is that? Because other people don't love each other like that. It's unique in the world. The principle of love as a guideline for our faith, of caring for others, is not common in religion in the world. That's how they know that they're Christian, because they're following a particular path in a particular way that makes a very significant difference. They're not worried about what they're getting out of it. And what I found in my life in ministry is that when you're giving to improve the lives of others or to help others out, what happens is you feel what I consider to be the joy of heaven. You see the blessing in their life, and it makes you feel good. Now, this is what we do on our holidays, isn't it? Whether you're celebrating Mother's Day or Father's Day or birthdays or anniversaries or Christmas or any of the holidays that we like to enjoy, usually what happens is someone is giving attention to someone else, and the person who's being honored enjoys the gifts, enjoys the cake, the ice cream, all that stuff. But the people who give it have a certain joy, too. They feel the joy of giving that which they value into the hands of the person that they cherish. And so everybody feels the joy, the lift, the spirit that's encouraging. Now that would be a happier place to be, wouldn't it? When we care for each other. I like to think of it this way. If I wear a mask and it saves you from getting sick, then I feel good about it. Whether you accept it, whether you like it, whether you recognize it, whether you even acknowledge it is not important. What is important is the fact that I've been able to help in some small way to keep you healthy and feeling good. The more we do that for each other, whether it's a kind word or a listening ear or even a prayer, what it does is it lifts the other person's life. That is why we do it. It's not for credit. It's not for reward. You don't get rich from doing it. But then again, maybe you do. Your heart is overflowing. Your smiles are more frequent. Peace of heart and peace of mind is much more constant. And you discover that there is always something beautiful to see, always something good to do, always something to enjoy. And that makes our journey so much better. Every sight, every sound, every engagement, every conversation has the potential for wonder and beauty. And 
That's a nice way to make your way through life, don't you think? Let's try it. Let's see what happens. Hopefully I'll get to see you, or at least hear you, or be with you even in spirit next time. Well, I'd like to thank you for being with us this time and hope that you'll join us again next time, next week, when we get together for a little more time on the road together. May it be good for you all the way through.